sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you <laughs> Investor's Edge with Gary Kulpom. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kulpom. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulpom, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is... Tuesday. I had to figure that out. August 20th, 2019. And uh, we're here to talk about, let me tell you what we're really here to talk about today. The markets. Notice the serious tone on the markets. You know, we just put together a Pulitzer Prize winning, Emmy Award winning, Marconi Award winning two-part show on bull markets turning into bear markets and all the characteristics. We should be playing uh, the part one and part two sometime next week while I am gone and Adam uh, cannot do the show. So when we go through the markets today, listen carefully. That's all. Just listen carefully. We're the best in the business. There's no better technicians in this world. We've proven it time and time and time and time again. And we use terminology with you guys about the setup being there for something. Does not mean because the setup being there for something leads to that something. But you could not have that something if the setup was not there. What, what are you talking about, Gary? Well, it's simple. And it's stupidly simple. If you live in Miami and you want to drive to New York, you're going to take I-95. North. You're not going to go north to I-10 and then go west and then come back east. You're going to take I-95 north. It is a road map. How you know it's a road map? Because you have the map. You have exactly what works to get you there the easiest way. And what we simply do is we have studied the road maps going back since the beginning of the markets and how they look before something typically happens. Nothing is ever 100%. But damn, 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 it's good. It's what has led us, just in the last year, to tell you to avoid energy stocks and most commodity names and foreign markets. It led us to tell you about the emergence of gold. But we did tell you we don't know how strong it's going to be because we don't. It led us in the month leading up to the beginning of October 18th to tell you the market was worsening and look out, boom. And we can go back year after year after year after year. And, you know, all, it, it, what we are doing is looking at a photo album for familiar faces. That's all we're doing. A photo album for familiar faces. And sometimes we get sore thumbs. They stick out. And sometimes you get nauseating. Back and forth and back and forth. And a rally up that gets you a little excited and they take you right back down and get you all depressed and they rally you back up and get you excited and end up being on a treadmill. And when we say to you, you know, all this talk on markets, but the Russell 2000 at the close today is trading where it was two years ago. When we say to you, the transports, almost two years ago. And when we tell you these things, they're not for no reason, and it's not by accident. 
It's to let you know what's exactly going on in the markets. And when we tell you we have 50 leading names in the market and this week 30 of them broke support, that's meaningful. When market's crappy and all of a sudden 30 names emerge breaking back above the 50-day on volume, that's meaningful. And then there are points in time where you just meaningful takes a powder, just those moments. We've seen it before. We've seen two and three years and four years of nothingness. Now, of course, during those years, you get some wild swings and some playable stuff. But the better plays are always when the wind is at your back. Always the better play. So we're going to do our usual injection of comedy into the show today. But just going to let you know something, some things that we are seeing here that we think are of import. So we hope you are listening. Because we're dead serious about this. Now before we get into all that, something else we're dead serious about. We are being told by the president and the administration that things are strong. Things are great. The economy is marvelous. But at the same time, says, the Fed needs to cut rates by a whole point, print more money, and we're looking at tax cuts. And I'm thinking to myself, shouldn't that be saved for when we're in a disastrous situation? Oh, but Gary, what about if we do it beforehand? It's a good question. All I can tell you, we'll keep the stance. There are too many words, too many sentences, too many paragraphs, too many changes of mind, too many inconsistencies, some economic illiterate talk out of certain people in the White House as well as the president. And we have gone through a lot of that on the tariffs back and forth. We keep our fingers crossed that we get it right as we move forward. But I'm just letting you know, I am really, really worried about the too much talk if we do get into a real interesting down market. Stupid talk will crash the market. I promise you that. So again, we wish them well. We hope their wisdom brings us nothing but the best. But today what really stood out as a sore thumb for me, just too much yapping away. Sometimes you just go into the stands in a stadium or an arena and shut up. But I gather that's not a possibility with whom we have at this juncture. I repeat, I hope everything he does turns out right. But we are students here of markets and history and reactions and the movement of masses. And we're a little bit worried. Especially if the markets head south. And of course, I can spend a couple hours on the, the, the sickening media. It used to be they, they hid where they stood. They ain't hiding nothing anymore. They're wishing for the market to crash and for us to go in a bad recession. They would pop the champagne corks in order to get their political ways. It's unreal to watch. Unreal to watch. Up next, full market wrap. Remember, a little bit serious today, and you'll see why in a little bit. I'm Gary. This is the one and only Investor's Edge. 
time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Caldbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I am Gary Culp. I'm your host. The uh, market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out, investment-models.com. Well, it's not about today, but I'm about to give you the numbers. But we had got hit hard, rallied up into the 50-day moving average, and not a great day and certainly not a great finish as we finished at the uh, lows of the day today. Uh, Dow down 173, and that includes Home Depot up 9. So that's about 55, 60 points. In the Dow today, from worst, United Health 4.5, American Express 3, Boeing, Goldman Sachs, 2s, in the 1s, Chevron, IBM, Johnson & Johnson, J.P. Morgan, uh, Microsoft, Procter & Gamble, Travelers, and Walmart. S&P down 23, NASDAQ 54, NASDAQ 154. Socks was only down eight. Uh, mid and small caps, not a great day. Transport's down 75. Uh, advanced declines, not good. Up down volume, not good. Uh, bleh. And we finished on a real sell off at the end of the day. You know, typically we've had these little jacks to the upside. Today we had a pretty good sell off. So, uh, as I said to you, number one, just number one. All major indices remain below the 50-day moving average. You got that? Uh, that's only been going on for two and a half weeks. Okay? Uh, the NASDAQ is actually closer to the 50-day moving average. It, got, it actually touched it. The Dow is farthest away. S&P kind of sort of in between. But as stated, Russell 2000, terrible. Mid-cap, Terrible. But Russell's worse than the mid-cap. Russell's below the 200-day. The transports, below the 200-day. Foreign markets, way below the 200-day. And then when I do my scans, and, and since I'm not showing you the charts, I'll just try to explain. Imagine if you're going up and everything's fine, and then you stop, and you get hit. And you give back three weeks of the final gains in a matter of just a few days. And then for three weeks... You do nothing but make this little stair step off the highs. And then you break below that stair step. Starting what we call the turn. What we call the rollover. Now you have to break that first stair step. And a bunch of things have not yet. But plenty have. I don't like putting the cart before the horse. But I just have to tell you, I'm watching really closely here. And I'm actually going to give you some names to watch very closely. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Adobe, ADBE. Off the highs, dropped for a week. And now for about two and a half weeks, putting in what we call a bearish flag. But it has to break the low first. But it just, not very good looking, as we say. And if it's only a name... One name, two names, three names, we're cool. It just happens to be a lot. So I'm just letting you know, so closely here, 
I am watching. Because if we get a plethora of these names, look out. Let me give you another one, Amazon. And a break would coincide with a break of the all-important 200-day moving average. And when you have a chance, you can see what we're seeing. But if it was only just Amazon and Adobe, it wouldn't be a big deal. But I can sit here and rattle off a list. And some very important things, because I can also tell you, Facebook looks exactly like the other two. And notice what I'm mentioning here. Kind of, sort of, some very important names. Facebook gets hit, breaks the 50-day, and now is sitting. And then we tend to get clues on that stair step. You know, they rally it up, they bring it down, they rally up. There has been no volume on the up days, bigger volume on the down days. So it tells us the institutions are still distributing after a drop. So we're watching closely. Facebook would have to break, eh, we'll call it about 179. It's 183 and change. But then again, it's not just those three. I can go through dozens of others. So we have a page, a list of all these names. And we'll see them in real time if that occurs. And we'll know if it occurs very quickly. Here's a name you may not know that looks exactly the same. Cadence Design System, CDNS. Exactly the same. If I want to get out of technology, I can talk to you about Hilton, HLT. Doing that dance also. I can mention Workday. That's sitting on the 200-day moving average and got hit harder than most. And still can't rally. So we're just letting you know. We are really watching closely here. Won't take much at this juncture. Now again, we say that with the caveat disclaimers of the tweet-in-chief, the central banks that I think is talking at the end of this week, the guy named Powell. So anything is possible, but we're just letting you know what we're seeing. And we've seen it before. Up next, more on this. And whatever else, I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's Ed. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. You gotta be big with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a sitter on a boy. Uh. With Gary Coltbaum. I'm highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for uh, being with us today. Uh, hope you have a good day. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's the Monday after. Yeah, I'm getting, getting my dates right, right? So not this coming Monday, but the Monday after is Labor Day. Got it. Okay, getting my dates right, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So let me be a little bit repetitive on a few things. The major four indices and a ton of stocks have that first stair step down and trading below the all-important 50-day moving average where nothing good can happen if you trade below. You have got to get back above. We can get back above. There's no rule you can't. But when we go underneath the surface and scan 1,500 stocks and 200 sectors in every country, they better defend this market sooner rather than later. If, if, notice we're not saying when. Notice we're not saying 100% certainty. If 
they break these laws, we believe it should invite some institutional selling. As the institutions will know that the market's giving up another level, and that then that will feed on itself. If, again, and I, I hate the fact I have to give out these disclaimers and caveats, but when you're dealing with a president that, look, even you guys that love him, you got to admit, you don't know what's next. And, of course, we have the Yutz Powell. I believe they're in this Jackson Hole confab. By the way, if you've never been to Jackson Hole, you must check it out. And they're there in Jackson Hole, and he does a speech and blah, blah, blah. And just remember, ladies and gentlemen, we don't say this with any viciousness, sarcasm. We just really mean it. They don't know what the hell they're doing. The only thing they know is easy money. That's all. They have no clue what's going on. They have no clue what they've created. They keep saying there's no bubbles. Nah, no bubbles. $15 trillion now in negative debt. That's not a bubble. Negative yields in many countries. That's not a bubble. 100-year bonds trading at one point something percent on countries that have debt problems. Nah, there's no bubble. All's well. Remember Kevin Bacon in Animal House at the end of the movie? All is well. Be calm. So remember, anytime markets get in trouble, boom, easy money. Get in trouble, easier money. And I used to be able to say easiest money, but th- there's no limit to what easiest is anymore. So watch them levels, watch them stocks. And look, again, there is no rule that doesn't say that tomorrow we're not up 500 on some news, and this, all, this changes. We're just letting you know, you know what that means when I say, of note today, and we're still talking markets. Beyond Meat was up nine. Interesting enough, it got an upgrade today. No, really. Buy the stock. Compelling value. Interesting. Compelling value. A company that's going to do $240 million in sales this year and lose money is a compelling value with a $9.3 billion market cap. Why would somebody put out, change to a buy recommendation or put on a buy and say a compelling value when we all know they're full of crap? Absolutely, unadulteratedly, full of crap. Why would they do that? Oh, that's why. They just did a secondary at 160 bucks, and all the clients are underwater and pissed off. No, really. That's why. These people are so lucky that I don't run the SEC. Because I would be up there wazoo giving that analyst a colonoscopy like he's never seen. Why are you upgrading this? Based on what? How much of the secondary did you guys do? You ready for what J.P. Morgan says? Renewed optimism following recent sell-off. Who, 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 what optimism? It's done nothing but sell-off. And in fact, it was up 13 today and finished only up 8, so they're still selling. So who is he trying to kid? And you know what he says why he upgraded it? One of the reasons? Valuation. This man is a jackass and should be fired immediately. But there's a problem. They have clients that are getting whooped. So there's your conflict of interest, ladies and gentlemen, on Wall Street. So that happened today. I also want to make note, Amazon was down 15, Google was down 17, Netflix was down 10, 
So this fang crap, defang at this juncture. Even Google that gapped up on earnings has done nothing but been sold off since. Financials took a hit today. They remain very weak, especially the regionals. Yields back, came back down today. 1.561 on the 10-year. There's no bubble, though. Not much else stuck out today. As we're pretty much through a lot of earnings season, I did mention Home Depot up 9 in the Dow. Earnings up 4% and revenues up 1%. Really? And guidance was not very good. So why was Home Depot up 9 today? Almost back to highs on those very pedestrian numbers. Gary says, not a clue. They actually guided lower on sales. But they did say lumber is cheaper to get. So don't know what's going on there. Except to say, it's not the news. It's how something reacts to the news. And that was a darn good reaction by the Home Depot, where I get all my batteries and wood from. They really have improved throughout the years, I must say. Uh, New high list. Uh, There just ain't a lot. On the NASDAQ, there just ain't a lot. I don't even know if I need to mention. Ah, Wingstop, W-I-N-G. Enphase, solar company, E-N-P-H. CrowdStrike, C-R-W-D, that was the name we told you a couple weeks ago. Keep watching as we go through this because big, big numbers on the sales side. New high list on the NASDAQ. There's other names, but I'm not going to mention to you a $7 name. On the New York, a bunch of gold names. And actually, D.R. Horton, there you go, there's a home builder. Estee Lauder, great reaction to earnings yesterday. Medtronic was up three today on their earnings. And then as I walk through the rest, eh, Lockheed Martin, we'll give them that one. Shopify, strong, strong growth name, one of the few. Edwards Life Sciences. And then I see a bunch of real estate investment trusts. And a bunch of muni bonds. We'll need to see more. And more will be up next on this one and only Investor's Edge. You're listening to... What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Action! Hey, yo! And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So most importantly, the Mets play Cleveland, Atlanta, and then Chicago in a homestand. Three major league, very good teams. And we'll know a lot more about my Mets in the next nine or ten games. They are at home also, so no excuses. They've been playing some of the best ball in the major leagues, but we are now getting towards put up or shut up. They're only one and a half games out of the wild card. Just one and a half. In other sports news, I picked six in my fantasy draft uh, out of ten teams. It's a quasi-PPR league uh, where receptions do count. And I'm quite depressed because I don't like six. I know there's a little fall off after four. And, you know, the big thing this year, because running backs are so important... 
What do you do with a Le'Veon Bell that's on the Jets now? What do you do with a David Johnson on Arizona? What do you do there? There's been a lot of inconsistencies. What do you do with Antonio Brown with Oakland, the wide receiver, who is so great in Pittsburgh? I don't know. I'm really not sure. Todd Gurley, great running back, but may have some arthritic knee problems. I got tough. I may have to go, and I don't usually do this. I may have to go wide receiver at number uh, six. If DeAndre Hopkins is there, maybe Devontae Adams from Green Bay was pretty damn good. Very big numbers. Even Michael Thomas, New Orleans. Anyway, I caught a couple of long flights in the next uh, 10 days, and I will uh, spend a few hours. I'm looking at other mock drafts, and they're all over the place. Oh, by the way, Ezekiel Elliott for Dallas. Is he going to sit out or not? That's another thing people got to deal with. Quite the insanity. But we love our fantasy league. Couch potato football league. If you ever want to discuss fantasy league, I'm the guy. I cash every year. Well, last year I did not cash, so I can't say every year. Does not happen often. I've been using terminology with you guys. I have never been more optimistic on you. And I have never been more pessimistic on them. And I say that because, like, University of Florida, you need a 4.0 to get in now. FSU, Florida State, it's getting close. I mean, I, I think our kids are going to be great. And, and I know the story is about what the teachers are teaching. But I see what's coming out. And there's a lot of great kids, hard works, workers. What I see from our politicians just scares the hell out of me. No care about debt and deficits. The things coming out of Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders' mouth makes you want to throw up. Now, the good news is Sanders is done. He's done. He ain't coming back. And you know when the top was for Sanders? The day he said the Boston bomber should be allowed to vote in our elections. What a moron. But Elizabeth Warren's starting to kick some rear end. She had a lot of people show up in Minnesota, and every one of her mantras, higher taxes, more regulations, more rules, more fees, more fines, more mandates, take over telco, take over the banks, take over the uh, Wall Street, take over uh, Amazon, take over uh, break up Facebook. She's a nut job. And frankly, she, she keeps calling herself a capitalist. She's making Bernie Sanders look like Ronald Reagan. So I think Bernie Sanders is done. I'm not so sure she's done. And they gave her the pass on her fraud. Not a lie. She committed fraud. Absolute, unadulterated fraud. And they've given her a pass because of her politics. I still remember when Bill Clinton did his crap, you know, in the, in the, over, the white with Monica Lewinsky. The head of NOW, the National Organization of Women, goes on CNN with Larry King. And Larry King asks, you don't seem upset about what he did. And she said, well, we do care about our politics. Nice. At the time, he was accused of rape. And he does that with what she's 19 years old. Welcome to our world of politics, where anything goes. And by the way, we're talking right and left here, kids. Remember, we hate them all. We are not we are right, we are not left. We left the Republican Party years ago when we saw which way they were going. We need to start our own party, the Logic Party. Because there ain't any logic coming out of D.C. anymore. Anywhere. The swamp continues to proliferate. Regardless of what you hear. Alright, remember what I said on the markets? Fingers crossed.
Have a great evening. Drive carefully when you get home. Do like we do. Simple. Make sure you hug your children. Good night, night. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.